Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Get you all in your spirit. Rise up. 
You sir. know you sounded like Whitney Houston up in there. Shout out to Audrey Givens. <laughs> one love to my one sister only Audrey. Audrey Givens is yes, killing yes. it. Yes, killing it right there oh, with that riff. Gets man. into your soul. We miss like. you, sister. We appreciate you. We Woo. hope we pray all as well. Um, yeah, one love. Send her shouts and prayers to her and her mom. Mom's doing, you know, hope that, she, you know, sending healing. Sending healing, send healing to healing you, energy. sister. Yeah, so. Um, we here, you in good spirits, you know, Keep always, forever and always. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to get some visuals popping on that soon because that's yeah. that joint. Get you fired up, fired up, to rise fired up. up, rise up, rise up. <laughs> Peace and blessings, Come good people. Now. This is a sound bites to the national yes. radio. Black consciousness is the claim. One, One world, world is, is the, the aim. aim. Okay, unison. This is a sitcom Neferai to my Nefirai right Neferai to my Ati Rosh. Already know Shame. how we Whoa. do. So every every Monday night nine thirty is how we popping. Join the conversation. We talk about the stuff that matters to our people as a black people, as an African people, as a diasporic people. Yes. Um, understanding what we're dealing with um, in our everyday, regular lives, our, our daily day. lives. Being aware, being awake, being an understanding of that so we can properly maneuver through this earth's landscape. And yes. ultimately on the goal of understanding and realizing our humanity and, um, and respect to this human landscape because we are one people as well. Um... And that's what we talk about each week. So if you join joining us, join the conversation, share the video, share the broadcast to your people's them. Uh, yeah, Please. join us in the chat. Share your thoughts, share your views, respond to us. Let us know your ideas, what you got going on, and let's make it happen. You know what I mean? So we talk about something. Um, first off, I want to give a shout out to uh, Black Farmers and Urban Gardeners, aka Black Urban Growers, Bugs, um, a powerful. Uh, organization, grassroots organization dedicated to um, the edification, um, the thriving and, and, the, and the spiritual African connection of black people connecting to the soil, connecting to the land, um, getting to the root of farming um, and, and just be having a greater connection to our food um, from a real, uh, real gritty, raw I'm not saying like it's rap, but like a gritty, like a gritty perspective of looking at the indigenous practices, the real practices agroecological practices, farming organic practices for black people to claim sovereignty over land. Because when you own your food, when you make your food, you own your mind, you own yourself. That's, that's, that's sovereignty right there. You, you can own yourself um, and be free and see freedom in that sense. That's what it is. So shout out to Bugs. They just had their um, ninth annual, ninth annual, they've been going nine okay. years strong, um, conference. Uh, dedicated to homecoming, reclamation of the soil, reclamation of the land, reclamation of the soul through the soil. A beautiful theme this year. Um, it was a beautiful conference uh, this weekend from uh, this past Friday to Sunday. It had some really great panels, great workshops from um, from black growers, black gardeners, black farmers, black seed, black seed cultivators. Um, and mind shifters and, and spiritual shifters mm -hmm. from across the globe, you know. Um, and it was, it was a beautiful thing. 500 strong people in the space at the New School. Shout out to the New School Food Council. Um, yeah, all across the globe, man. You have people from Ethiopia and yes. Uganda and um, um, Haiti and Nashville and Oregon and Connecticut and just all across the globe, all across the map, all across the, the country. Coming together in Minnesota. Shout out to our Minnesota peoples. Um, they got black people out there in Minnesota. Black people in Minnesota exist. They got black people them. out there in Minnesota. They're doing the damn they thing. Can't hide Shouts none out from to them. 
Um, it was out here this weekend, man. And they was they was gaining was the knowledge, course. sharing together, sharing the knowledge together, and growing together. Mm. No pun intended, but like really growing together, um, in a really beautiful way. Um, and shouts out to all the chefs, the culinary panels, the authors. You know, bringing that education to our people, black people, strong people, intelligent people, educated mm-hmm. people, um, people connected to our land and our food. We appreciate that. The fact that, that there's spirit, a space. Man. For black people, African people, African-centered people to cultivate that. Um, we really appreciate those spaces. So check out, if you don't already, on Facebook. Um, well, black, uh, um, BlackUrbanGrowers.org uh, um, and Black Farmers and Urban uh, Gardeners on Facebook. Um, some really powerful stuff going on for mm-hmm. black people if you want to learn about them seeds. All right? So I just want to give that shout-out because it really gave conference. Shout out to that. You know what I'm saying? Had to get the get the graphics popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's going um, on? Now? Well, yeah, I want to give a shout out, too, because I, I mean, and not really just to tell a quick story. I met a story young lady time. while I was there. You know, you guys know I love story time. I met a young lady while I was there. Um, I'm going to guesstimate her age was maybe 20, 22. Um, and oh, yeah. the venue that we were at was the new school. Yes. And they were hosting the venue. I'm not, I, it came to our understanding later on in the evening that there was an altar that was in the, in the hallway and I was spending some time at this altar. There was some real powerful energy around it. So I sat there, gave my own. We can explain altar for people that ain't connected. Altar, altar. Um, As by so, which this young lady was not connected. So there might be okay. more people just like her. So. So, and I'm actually going to do a build out around this conversation too, but an altar is some place that you go to um, conduct your spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. Um, You use it as a place of meditation. Um, It's been used for a number of different reasons, particularly to conduct spiritual energy, to have a space to meditate, to have a space to elevate your own frequency, connect with your ancestors, use it as a place to pray. Yes. Um, praying by our bedside was never a thing for an African. Mm-hmm. It was done in a tradition, in a tradition that created an altar, uh, a place that you would go that was sacred, that you would mark that space, either mm-hmm. in the woods, mm-hmm. um, as a community. It was at the church, um, and they brought it into that church place by being a. Um, you put it, you're going, you postulate your knee in front of the cross. It's kind of like symbolism of an altar. A, 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 as you put yourself in front of this altar, the concept of paying homage to the spiritual space. Right. Um, you walk up to this wooden bench, you stand, you kneel, and then there's a cross here, there's seats here, there's people that you're gonna give homage, that you're gonna raise your vibration and give them your arms and your spirit. So that's a concept taken from the African concept of um, managing an altar and having an altar. So people put different things on their altar. On this particular altar, um, there was some corn, some corn ears, some dry corn, um, black corn, various corns. There was a carnation, a really pink fuchsia carnation. Um, there was some cotton. There was some cowrie shells. There was some containers with bean in it. There was a pitcher of water. There was a little pail to hold the water in case water and the pail was an opportunity to uh, pour libation. Um, there was some masks. There was two masks there on the altar um, and for some people mask represents an energy that you're projecting in that mask from that mask or connecting with or um, it's an opportunity to bring in a, an experience where where the mask was created who created the hands that created that mask mm-hmm. um, and how you want to how you want to project that energy um, 
And then there was also a deck of cards up there. And I'm going to tell you the deck of the cards. It was amazing. It was So I, I did my, I, I actually stood there and did a reading on myself with these, um, with these cards. Mm -hmm. And the deck was, I'm going <clears> to <throat> tell you, I'm looking for the picture that I took of it. It was called Dusk, D-U-S-T, Onyx. Dust to Onyx, a melanated tarot deck. Mm. Dust to Onyx, a melanated tarot desk. Yeah, deck. So I'm going to actually get that deck for myself. Um, and it has very powerful energy. And I, I, I gave a offering to the altar. I poured a libation. I did a prayer, et cetera, et cetera. And while I was working in my energy, um, a young lady had walked up. And she was just standing there, you know, et cetera, just looking around or whatever. And then she leaned over me. She's like, hmm, what is this? I was like, oh, it's an altar. She's like, what is this? So now I'm giving her this conversation short form, you know, in about three minutes or so. Hmm. And she's like, wow, really? Yeah. And I said, well, you can take from the altar. I mean, you can have a moment to be with it. So I gave her the cotton. I said, here, hold this cotton. And she was holding the cotton and she was feeling it. You could still feel some crackling in it. So it was probably, it wasn't. Um, they hadn't moved, you know, you know, you got to clean the, 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 the cotton has to be clean, pulled apart. Mm -hmm. You got to pull out the crackling, which is like leaves or some sort of debris or something from the ground or right. the earth or what have you, or leaves or seeds or something. So it was still in it. And I was like, so hold it. And I said, so rub it. And I'm just saying to her, you know, can you imagine a relationship with an ancestor that got here in 19, 16, 19, um, an African who didn't have any concept of this American experience. Can you feel this this cotton? Can mm -hmm. you experience an experience of coming across a boat um, and in terror and in fear and in understanding where you are going and you don't know what's next for you and your family? Right. Um, and you see strange men being very hostile and, e and evil and mean towards you and pushing around your brothers and sisters. You're in this country and you have no idea. You've never been here. It's cold because they got it, came across the water. Now it's cold over here in America. They've never been in this type of cold weather. They've been in heat the whole lot, their whole lot. Like, can you experience that experience or walk through that space with the ancestors? And you get to, you know, because now you're here. That's the journey that, that brought you to this space today. Some in some variation of that. If it wasn't, because slavery didn't begin for the African in America, but a great deal of Africans in America came through the slave conversation because the great majority of people that were here that did survive, there weren't many that did survive this American landscape because mm. these Europeans went and forth. They killed the people that were on this land. So mm. there are some remnants of the original indigenous people from this land that are still left. Um, and some of the Africans that were here already who had been traveling the world for ye for year, eons. Right. Right. Wars and there's still and some yeah. and, and there's still some remnants of them, but not many. Mm. Um the greater majority of us are either immigrated to this land now over the past fifty years, or the children and descendants of slaves that were ripped off and brought to this country. So she had a moment, and um, I explained to her, you know, there's energy on this altar. If you want to take from this energy, then you need to put something back. So I show her, you know, you pour your libation, you give prayer. It doesn't have to be anything particular special. You know, your your vibration, how you choose to conduct your energy is up to you. You want to be with that. Um, and, you know, she said, I don't have anything. I don't really have any money. So she goes in her pocket. I said, listen, you're taking from the energy. You put something back. I gave a crystal. I had a crystal in my pocket. I put it on the altar. I did a tower reading. I took from the energy. So you take, you must respond. You must exchange because this is the balance. And this is an intention of what are you giving? A dime, a quarter? Uh, you leaving your watch? You leaving, I don't know what you want to leave. You can leave something. Leave your book. Leave, you know, a pair of gloves. Leave a hat. Leave something that means something to you. As you take something bracelet. from this space and you put it back, you must maintain divine order. And in divine order, you give, you take. Right. Um, 
Um, so she, she reciprocity and keep energy exchange and moving because right. everything is circular. Um, it goes out, comes back. So if you want to send out good energy, you want to take away good energy, you want to give good energy that way. So that was a very interesting experience with her. Um, and she was just totally taken by that. She really yeah. was you just... You can tell like, it was settling in. It was very... It was very, you know, she was discovering a whole new, like, oh, my God, because what she had actually said was there was a, a similar, there was a, a conference, uh, there, was a, there, was a, there was a workshop in the space in one of the rooms because there were several workshops going on simultaneously during the same block of time. She ended up going into one room where she couldn't take advantage of another one, and that was about African spirituality. She didn't get to go into it, and then she ran into me standing in the hallway having a conversation with her at that moment. That, and I had to express to her that this is your manifestation ability. Mm -hmm. You can manifest this way. This is how you create in the world. Just to have it turn out. Just to have it turn out. When you put your energy, your intention forward, and you create this intention, that this is something that you wanted, it has already come to you. Mm -hmm. it was so meant for you. there's no need for a currency um, because you are always a creator. You indeed are the prime mover. You get to create what you want to see in the world. Right. See, all of these other things actually create boxes that prohibit your, your actual accessibility to your creative nature. Um, and what you get to create in the, in the other realms and dimensions of the earth. So that was interesting. I wanted to just bring that quick story up, run that through. That was yes. interesting. Yeah, that was interesting um, energy exchange there. That was great. Yeah, for sure. So uh, tonight, you know, I wanted to just, you know, go back over a couple of things that we discussed in the past, but also bring in some new things and a, to, to open up the conversation about the landscape, the physical gap between the social man, because you know something, black people, we didn't arrive to where we are today. This wasn't by accident. So when people say, oh, the white man is holding us down, um, you know, all the bootstrap theory, and you know, just do real, work real hard, you're gonna get where you gotta go. You need to really be smart and be able to man manage and mechanize this information. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to you guys about the social landscape that changed things in the trajectory of the African. The African got here in 1619, ripped from the country, brought to America. The African was released by contract, change of ownership, when Lincoln allegedly freed the slaves. 1865, Lincoln allegedly freed the slaves. And Tulsa, Oklahoma was burnt down in 1921. I'm going to say this slow for the people in the back. 1865 to 1921. You know why? Because I want to blow up how big this conversation is because I think we hold ourselves small. Mm -hmm. I think as a community of people, we have accepted subordinate posture because we hold ourselves small. From 1865 to 1921, out of slavery, no education, killed in case you could read, and et cetera, et cetera, but you built... Tulsa, Oklahoma was burnt out in 1921. In spite and, of your circumstances. In spite of your circumstances. You still built a Tulsa, Oklahoma. No degrees and all of this stuff wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. You could do the do. You, the, you could do the thing. For your people. Tulsa, Oklahoma was called Black Wall Street. There were 600 businesses, mm. 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters, six private planes, a hospital, a bank, a post office, a school, a library, a law office, and a bus system. 1921, Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, was a burnt out. 1865 to 1921 is about 60 years. 
60 years. In 60 years, with minimal support from white people. Minimal, minimal. And I don't mean support when I say support. I mean, there were some of these things were purchased, maybe some land, maybe a few pieces of equipment, maybe a favor or two, maybe, in order to get some of these things started. But there were 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 1921 white folks under an ally, which they, they, this is their mechanism, a lie stating that a black man raped a white woman in an elevator, I believe he was a doorman, mm. at, a, at, at a hotel someplace in town, and now they coming to find him, and they burning out this town. They burnt out this town. No, I want, I want to make sure that we clear, okay? Because I'm going to read the excerpt for you. The Tulsa riot of 1921, they call it a riot, it wasn't a riot. It was a te domestic terrorism in Tulsa, mm -hmm. Oklahoma in 1921. Let me change that language. This is the worst terroristic threat in America. 15,000 Africans left homeless. Between 300 and 3,000 were killed, wounded, or are missing. 1,500 homes were burned to the ground, and over 600 black businesses in 35 square blocks were bombed in the all-black Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was the first American city to be bombed by airplane. Wow. More people died this day than in Engle, any single event since the Civil War. Wow. White historians did an excellent job in wiping their footprint from the sand. Reference to this can't be found in any history book. That's crazy, but not surprising. So, let's talk about it today. Let's bring it current. Let's talk about 1865 to 1921 mm -hmm. with white people with their backs to Africans. Locking arms. We ain't messing with y'all. We don't want to talk to y'all. We mad at y'all. We can't slave y'all. Y'all ain't going to work for us for free no more. Figure we mad about that. We don't. Y'all can't read. Y'all ain't got no food. We don't care about y'all. The hell with y'all. We created 600 businesses. Okay, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters, six private planes, a hospital, a bank, a post office, schools, libraries, law offices, and an entire bus system. If We created that. If nothing else, through innate brilliance and with connection to what was taking place on African land beforehand, by virtue of society building, village building, nation building that took place beforehand. You're talking about ancient mathematics, all those different things like that used to, used to build cultures and build cities and build towns and, 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 and hierarchies and things of that nature was still ingrained. You know, they started to figure something out. And through resourceful, resourceful mindfulness, you got places like Tulsa that was figured out to where you, you have these black bodies, African bodies that were tortured and beaten and going through all this turmoil and then okay they, they've quote unquote freed now and then left to their own devices in a, in, a, in a strange land that they have no clue about in a strange land they have no clue about are subjected to a language they have they've never heard for in their lives and dealing with a system that is not set up for them 
to possibly win whatsoever within that social landscape. So they had to figure their way out through this maze called the Society of, of the Americas. Of America, really. And that, and, and yet and still, a Tulsa was created. And by virtue of that innate ability to create, the oppressor still found his way to be like, nope, we can't have this. You will not thrive despite the fact that we've beaten you down. Beating you down by virtue of making you product and making you business tools and making you currency and making you free labor. All of this? What? You got the nerve to actually still prosper? Fuck out of here. Yep. Burn your shit down. And that is what we, that's what we were up against. And you, and you can't, you can't sit here and really be too surprised um, if we really look at that tale of the tape of that constant bombardment. There, there is an ingrained reasoning as to, as to the lull of black commerce and black ownership and black empowerment and black economic empowerment within our society. Because every time you try to lift up, there's something in place within the system that wants you to be back down again. But it is, it would, it behooves us and is our onus by virtue of our history, of our thriving history through all we've been through up to this point to strive on, to create new mechanisms, to utilize what is in our hand in the now to get back in that space. The only difference that we've lacked is this actual feeling of power with what we have in our hands. Now it's not a case of we don't know the language. Now it's not a case of we don't know, we don't understand the system. We're clear. The system is working as it is, as it is. And it's shown us up to 2019 exactly how it feels about us. So with that knowledge, what you know you can't unknow. So what you now know means you have the balls in your court. So it's time to play the game. So it's so places like a Tulsa, the energy like a Tulsa can be remade again. Now it's a matter of re-energizing and re-strategizing and getting back to those spaces. And I, I, I feel like we just we just gotta get back to those spaces. You know what I mean? And like and, and constantly. Well, there's some educated. things. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. There are some things that we ignore that are consistent about that time, which is different about today. Mm-hmm. Like I said, white folks put their backs to, to Africans. Mm-hmm. They wasn't trying to get involved in your situation. The only reason they came to get involved in your situation because they found out how successful you could be. Mm-hmm. Now, what did the government do behind this? The <clears throat> government dropped bombs on this town. So before a government would come together to drop bombs on a town, because listen, Tulsa, Oklahoma was only one city of over a hundred cities just like it across America. A hundred cities similar to Tulsa across America, okay? But American government decided to drop bombs on this town of Africans that found their own independence. You don't want to help us? You don't want to give us nothing? We'll be fine. Thank you very much. But guess what came off of that table after they dropped bombs on these people? Because this is SWOT analysis I keep telling Africans about while they're around here pandering with white people. I'm here to tell you there's a SWOT analysis that was at the table. They're not round tables of scientists and think tanks. Buck all that. You know what they said? Because with 600 businesses, grocery stores, churches, and schools are educating your own children... At some point, you're going to have a fair share on this state, or you actually going to overtake us. Because y'all are smarter than we are, you're more innovative, you're more dedicated, and you know that we ain't feeling y'all, so y'all don't have no choice but to lean into each other. Guess what the SWOT analysis was? 
from the White House. We can't let these Africans rally together like this no more. Mm-hmm. It took them 60 years to do this. 60 years to do this. All we've if done. we leave their asses alone, they're going to take this country. Okay. They gonna, th- th- this type of innovation after what we put them through, while white folks today pretended they don't know what happened, the folks back then knew exactly what they had done. They know exactly the legislation that they signed when they showed up at somebody else's house and started creating rules to force somebody else to participate in their rules. You just got in my house. How you gonna just make rules telling me I can't smoke in my house? I'm just saying, I'm not a smoker, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm gonna fry pork up in your house because you ain't gonna do nothing about it. So they said, listen, we can't let these Africans come together no more. We can't let these Africans rally up together. We got the, the, at all costs, we have to create. They working against our unity because our unity is how we were able to do that. 15,000 Africans were made homeless after this event. 15,000. We are now 16. Last last census that I am aware of, I think was 2010. We were 13.6 million strong in America. 15,000 Africans created a town with 600 stores, 600 businesses. 15,000, we holding ourselves small, African. So I want you to be clear that when I see you holding yourself small and I see you playing yourself scary cat over there, I'm here to tell you I see your dynamics. I see how much of a miracle you are. I see what you can create if you fold into yourself. If you stop looking at the master's table as your only destiny for creating a quality of life. Because there are so many of us that are out here doing exactly that. We're so terrified, but guess what? They had to drop bombs on you to stop you from being great. They went to great lengths to keep you from being great. Now they said, we're going to do whatever we can to keep these Africans from working together. What are the things? 17.9% now. The count is 17.9 million. Excuse me. 17.9% of the American population are Africans. Or people who identify as Africans on a census. 60,000 Africans created those results at that time. Now, guess what? What's, what are they working against? What are they SWAT analysis? Their SWAT analysis includes their unity is against our program. We can't come up because they together. We got to dis- we gotta break them apart. We got to get them away from each other so that they don't think as a unit anymore. We got to make them want to be in our spaces. We got to make them think our space is better than their spaces. We got to make them long and lust after our company and our space. We got to do that. We got to create little pockets of classism, of isms, so that we can bring them apart so that they don't work together as a unit. Because you know something? Back then, there were 15,000 Africans that created a Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know if they were all Christians. They said they had six churches. Wait, let me see how many churches. They had 21 churches. And I don't think, I'm not going to say all of them were Christian churches. But they had 21 churches. So when you think about what they were working against and you think about what we have in our space right now, they've tried everything to keep us apart. Drugs. Because you know what? If you're creating 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters, six private airplanes, a hospital, bank, a post office, schools, libraries, law enforcement, and a bus system, that means you run the systems, you are intelligent, you, you, you create the schematic, you're doing your, pro, your project management. I don't know who could read up in there up in them days, who could read good up in there, because they were actually killing black folks for reading. 
If you could read, they were hanging black folks for being able to read. Okay? This is before master's degrees. This was before you had to get a doctorate degree to be somebody in African spaces. They created 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters. There were six private airplanes. There was a hospital where you took care of your sick. You don't have to worry about somebody trying to put something wrong in your IV, trying to suggest you take a procedure like a hysterectomy that's not going to really help you because I'm an African doctor and I want to see your well-being. So I'm going to do to you what I need you to do that's going to make you well because I care about you. And you know what? I know your grandmama. I gave birth to all your kids and your sister's kids and your uncle's kids. So I'm not going to tell you to go out here and have a hysterectomy unless it's absolutely necessary. I got your best interests at heart. That's what's happening at a hospital owned, run, and operated by African people for African people. I cannot say the same thing about no space where white folks run it. I'm telling you, it is what it is. It don't make sense. Guess what else has over there? A post office, schools, schools so you can educate your children on their self-consciousness, on their innate abilities. You're going to tell them how great they are. You have teachers, the teachers at this school look like your kids. They're your kids because they're your community children. And if you don't know that child's mama, you know that child's cousin or uncle because he probably worked at the movie theater or he probably worked at the, the cobbler or he probably worked down the shit at the dry cleaner or he probably run the laundromat or the, the washing clothes place. He probably engraving silverware over there in the engraving service. Whatever is going on in this town, you know somebody connected to this child right here. You care about this child because you care about the safety of this community. Because your consciousness around that whole reality is entirely different from what it looks like today. But today, we got everything. We got all kind of breakdowns in our relationships. We Men and women. Man, that's male, that's women. Women are from Mars, Venus, and men are from Mars. All of the foolishness that we got in our house and in our community, and we didn't put none of it there, but we have kindly accepted all of it. But guess what, family? They dropped bombs on Tulsa, Oklahoma to stop 15,000 Africans from doing what they was doing. 60 years, 65 plus 5 is 70. 70, 80, 90, 1900. 10, 21. That's a little over, that's about 60 years, family. We, look what we created in that time. 60 years. So I just got to let you know what time is. Because from 1921, they poo-pooed your brain. They manipulated that timeline. Because now from 1921, those 15,000 Africans is now 1965. And they've got you subordinate just enough that you're begging to vote to be a part of their society. Mm. That's what they did to you psychologically. From 1921, when they dropped bombs in you and terrorized your spirit and create the type of trauma in you that would make you fear for your children's lives, you started begging for a right to vote in their system. Mm -hmm. You thought the best thing you could do was actually You're sit at a damn lunch counter and eat breakfast next to the white man. Who cares? I could care less. There was 21 restaurants in Black Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I ain't around nothing but black beautiful people. If I want to go to a movie, I can go see a movie. We got two movie theaters. If I'm worried about my produce got worms in it, that got GMOs in it, that's, that got all kind of pesticides on it, I got 30 grocery stores in my community that probably came off their farm that they brought to grocery store. See, that's what happened. That's how you insulated your community. And guess what? This system, the government, 
looked at that, and they vowed that this would not happen again. That's what they did. And they diabolically created systems. And all the junk that they put into our community, all of the ways that they break us apart, all of these classifications and boxes and all of this stuff that we can check are all methods to keep us from being Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, get, and garnering our share of this social landscape. That's, what it's, that's the only function it has. It has no other function. If you think it's good for you, you are mistaken. And you are probably emotionally invested in the foolishness. But I'm here to tell you, it has one function when it comes from the master's table. And that is to keep you from creating Tulsa, Oklahoma's. Because keep if you- Keep you destabilized. Keep you destabilized from taking up arms in the, so to speak, whether physically or mentally and spiritually against the system that's been oppressing for so long. And we and now we fight tooth and nail, like like the Morpheus call, we fight tooth and nail to protect the system. Because we so we become so dependent on it that we become so dependent on integration and what has come for us up to now that you, you've thought of it up to now as, as some semblance of peace. But there hasn't been any. There's never been peace. There's never been peace. Never. I don't know where they America's get this fictitious foolishness from. America's not built on greatness. America's built on destruction. Lies America and destruction. Was, was built off genocide, destruction, death, uh, plague and pestilence and ignorance and 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 hate, Rape hatred and meanness and hostile spirit and all of this. Is yeah, hostile in takeover, colonization. That's what America was built off of. America was never great. It was if it was great, it was great for a very select few that benefited from the root, the fruits of the system. Whereas black people never got to reach those fruit. Well, they those did. They did, fruit. and then when they had Tulsa. It's not, I mean, yeah, but their own fruit. I'm talking about their, like that, but that's talking about the same as the table. I'm talking about their fruit, their fruit that was that was grown for them to eat. It was never fruit grown. An idea of America, an idea of of a, of a United States of America. Black people who built it were never part of that equation of eating that fruit. So we had to grow our own fruit. And then they poisoned it. And then they find any way, and, that, and now the, when the conversation of integrating us into the space, they find a way to have to, to look at the casualties of their own to still continue to poison us. And then you look at eugenics, and you look at all these things, all these diabolical all things, these things that, keep that us we from don't really don't understand the depths of how diabolical it That's really right. is. Because God forbid you really think that your government, the place that you live, or whatever the case may be, your country is really gunning for you like that. Because it could be so oh, unhanded, so are. so much sleight of hand, like you say, three car Monty, three like, car Monty, to make you believe that all is well, when actually all is very sick, and very sick, diseased, and demented and tormented state of being. That's what we're living in as an African in America, as a black person, as the black American, as the African American. Whatever label you want to put onto it, these people, this community, this culture has been constantly put to the backbone of any form of conversation around humanity, justice, righteousness, respect, when it comes to the American landscape and it comes to the overall human landscape across the globe. Because you still got dealing with, you still deal with racism in places in Africa itself. North Africa, you got people, dark, dark-skinned people still saying niggas and things like that. Like, it's across the globe by virtue of a colonizing line, a colonizing um, effort to completely psychologically fuck up everyone across the globe to think that that look, that aesthetic, that say that mindset is the most appealing and the and the top tier, when really it's the most destructive around. 
to where you got people like, <laughs> like with the lady freaking. Uh, I lay at the hotel the other day. Mm. One, one, a, a Spanish woman. Who, I don't know. I'm going to say she had a Mexican phenotype. Mexican phenotype. We'll say that. Working as a server or whatever you call, you call it in a hotel. Who's eating breakfast at a conference. Um, we're grabbing breakfast. She's constantly, every two minutes, asking me, what's, what's, what, what, what do you need? What do you need? What's, what, what do you, look, I'm looking for pastries. What are the pastries over there? I'm like, yeah, I see them. I don't have a problem with, with finding the pastries. So very much in tune with watching everything that I'm doing, with everybody else going up. Asian people walking through there, white folks walking through there. Like old people, like all the walking through. But you, but you see me constantly keep finding an issue with watching what I'm doing. As a black man with locks and like, and I, I had my, my, my African attire on. Yeah, but it don't matter how regal you might have been looking. She's in a privileged position to be able to uh, affect and move into space and oppress you. She don't know who we were. She don't know exactly She don't know who, who we, we were. were. She don't know what our connection was to that space, who we were there to see. But she took up the type of arrogance that would make her feel like she has authority over dictating our movement. You want to uphold Americana? Yeah. You want to uphold and this Americana is not the first time. With, the, with, with, this, with this president, that way if he saw yeah. you for two seconds, would not want you around, yeah. but probably build a wall right on top of you. That's the reality of what we're dealing with. Yeah. Realize we're in this, we're all in this fight together. Just because you're taking about you, what, you don't want your, your, your cushy space, uh, whatever probably amount minimum wage amount to be disrupted because that's what you're fighting for because that's what you're fighting for when you can have something so much bigger but you'd rather look at me well the, the token has always been as long as and even white folks initially when race became a conversation in America white people took this conversation of as long as we better than niggas we better off right exactly as long as we better than them niggas we better off than somebody because even Jane Elliott says well guess what if white folks didn't have their color, what would they have? In 60 years, out of the torturous, treacherous experience that white Americans created for the stolen Africans in this country, they created 100-plus cities like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. So even despite all the junk that you had already gone through from 16, 19, up to 1865, you still managed within a 60-year gap of 1921 when Tulsa, Oklahoma was bombed on American soil. They have very little to no recall about this in history books. It's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. So my, 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 my conversation to you is, where are you? how are you thinking about your relationship to this experience? Mm -hmm. What are you creating? Right. Because as long as you create a space that allows you to be subordinate to, then, to. then you can never create Tulsa Homeless. See, Africans keep running around here talking about how they, listen, they didn't give them Africans nothing. They sent their asses on their way. They had to legally push them off of their land. I'm sure that some of those slave owners decided to lease those lands where the sharecropping industry came from to some of those Africans because now these white folks got this land and they, they got too many too much land, they can't do nothing with it. They had huge cotton fields. They know how to use it. They didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know what to do with it. They up there living in the house and got somebody cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner for them. Taking care of their kids. Taking care of their children. 
They don't have the skills to survive it. And what they learned, they learned from the African slaves. What is that social landscape? I want us to really think about what that social landscape actually was for the reason why so many of us just, we, we are so in dire need of, a, a, we don't even care. We want to have this subordinate posture to this system that we, we fight to have to be confronted with the truth. We deal with it. We deal with it. We're not looking at the fact that an American government decided to drop bombs and then erase this information from history. There are actually people who had to start telling this story for this information to get out. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't anywhere in recall for these white folks because what they love to do is pad their consciousness. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's, a, there's a clip that I posted that white folks were embarrassed that they didn't know that Tulsa, Oklahoma, that America bombed Tulsa, Oklahoma in um, 1921. And that was a wild way to kind of do it. So so apparently, um, for anybody who's like, you know, graphic novel, comic fan, like Watchmen, apparently, um, if you follow Watchmen, or, the, or, or if you just saw the movie, or whatever, um, is now back, and it's now a TV show. With it, apparently, I say apparently because I haven't seen it yet. I'm very interested in seeing it. It's on HBO Go or something like that. It's on HBO in some fashion. Um, or Regina King, shout out to Regina King, um, is looks like she's heading up the pack. Um, possibly as a new character, I don't know. But apparently, their first episode kicks off in Tulsa, 1921. So this was a jolt to the system of white people that were excited to watch. I guess you know to watch Watchmen and like you know see where it was going to be taken as a, as a story. Um, now in TV format, and boom, you hit with Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the fucked up shit that happened there. So maybe it is a is is what is it? It, it is a matter of what the mechanism possibly is to kind of jolt people's system around the reality of their history, because school books ain't doing it. So maybe it is media, maybe well, it is movies, maybe it is TV in some format, whatever the case may be. It's it's, it's, it's the quote unquote shock value of something that's already been around that you just didn't pay attention to and that you weren't made privy to because it was there. So maybe it, it it's tools like that. Let's put it in a comic book. Let's put it in a comic book movie. I'm Let's concerned. put it in a TV show. I'm concerned with people thinking that they're going to use TV for their history lesson. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, that's I'm what it's concerned become. about that. TV has been a great mechanism for people to get their type of edification well, and understanding of the world around them. Remember when we said about how people overseas get to perceive black Americans through TV, through media. They have no other, because they have no other connection other than to either meet them by them coming over there or they coming here and meeting us one-on-one, -on -one, square up. Other than that, you got TV. And that's like the educational format Um outside of the school system that you get of actual social interaction with people. Which is sad. I'm not, um, I'm not valid. I'm thinking sad and that's what the reality well, is. Well. And it's become such a reality I, on, on this soil as well. African people at this moment in my in my divine You throw a kid in front wisdom, of it that's what their, their teacher can. Inside of my divine wisdom inside of my assess, assessment of how critical and I'm willing to see our condition in all of its facets, um, good and bad. African people at this moment need a space where they are not interacting with white people at all for nothing. White people need a space that is specifically for African people 
to recode their unconscious minds, um, you know, for them to redirect how they see the world because African people don't even make decisions for their own best interests to this very day, no. in this moment. No. Because they have never been trained on how to. How to make decisions that are for your personal greatest good and for the greatest good of your community was lost entirely by most Africans unless they freed themselves. Africans that use religion to carry a message to African people, problem. 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 Africans that use some, um, what do you call it? Some, what do you call it? Um, What's that? Some extremist consciousness. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm talking about a Tulsa, Oklahoma community for Africans that is restricted from anybody else. That's be a balanced understanding. That's it. Because the universe has to balance out this space. Mm -hmm. Africans have not had an opportunity to function, grow, expand, unabridged, with no interference from no one, nowhere. Every time Africans go do something, white folks at the table come down there and start meddling with things. And they love to put a black man as he puts a dagger in the back of another black man, mm -hmm. i.e. Obama putting a dagger into Gaddafi. That is a, one of the mechanisms used to program your unconscious mind that continues to reinforce distrust from African to African. Those messages reinforce the consciousness, whether or not you're aware of it or not, you are picking, your subconscious mind is picking up signals. Mm -hmm. That's how they're playing us. They are playing us with our unconscious mind because we have not taken control of our unconscious mind. Right. We have not taken any control of, there was no TV in my house after I realized a certain age of my son. I would not have TV programming my son's value system. Mm. I, and I'm willing to take the responsibility of providing an entire landscape of consciousness for my child. It is my responsibility to do that. Yes. I'm supposed to do that. I don't need the system to teach my child. I will teach him. And when I walk into these teachers that are in the matrix, they better know I'm not the one. I will come for you. Period. You will. And I will come for you about mine. Make no mistake. So we got to do something better about how we educate ourselves. And we are so, and I'm challenging you here. We have sound bites. We are challenging you to raise your consciousness and not to use TV to program your, and to give you your history lessons. Remember something. If the, if the enemy give you a lollipop, you better say no thank you. See, that's how I learned. My grandmother told me when I was coming up, say, say no thank you sometimes. So I learned how to control my urges at a very young age. We don't support consumerism here, and we don't encourage it under no means. I'm here for the African to retain their resources. Absolutely, I share uh, peace and blessings, brother uh, Kokai. I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, Ufanifu, appreciate you coming in. Thank you so uh, much. Nation building time is what brother's saying. Definitely so. Shout out, Sister Carol. Peace and blessings. Thank you for coming in. Um, again, it's Sound Bites International Radio. Black Consciousness to Claim One World is the aim. Please join the conversation. Join the chat. Um, and, and share the video. Share the broadcast. And join the conversation. Um, it is nation building time forever and always for African in, in this, this, this society. And um, as we move steps towards 
freedom. Because every step we make is still a step. You know, let's just make sure they're forward. Forward moving. Forward so moving, so but for what? Because we keep talking about how the fact that because we've had our unconscious minds programmed by the Matrix, mm-hmm. the majority of the way we think, we think within a box. Right. We process within a box. Our goals are generally short-sighted because we are only working with what we know. Um, I had a trainer back in the day, and he told me, listen, you can't know what you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know that you don't know. You don't even know that you don't know what you should know to help yourself live to your greatest good, to help your community live to your greatest good. So therefore, how are you going to get it? How are you going to make the kind of decisions that are long, that's long vision, mm. not short-sighted? Right. That's long outside game, of the box. Always. Long, long game, Long game. How are we going to play the long game? From, ninth, from 1865 to 1921 was a little more than 60 years. We created a Tulsa, Oklahoma with 600 businesses, hospitals, schools, a bus system. We don't need white folks to give us nothing. We need white folks to leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> like five That's minutes. what we need. Okay? We don't that need nothing excellent. from white folks. We are the kind of genius that will be fine. We need healers in our community to start helping us to restructure our subconscious minds. Tulsa is a great testament. We need that. Oh, yes. Tulsa is one of 100 plus less... cities across America. There was something called the Green Book. The mm-hmm. Green Book was every business that supported your social living experience of a business or circumstance that was run by black people. Because white folks said they don't want black folks sharing space with them, drinking from their father's fountains and sitting at the, the, uh, the countertops with them. So black folks supported their own social conditioning across the country without white folks' support or help, without help from the government at all. So we don't need a dime from the government. We need to know one thing. We need to know who is against us. And we need to know why we need to build ourselves inside out. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something, the healing that the African has right now is diabolical and it has to happen from inside. It has to. That's the first place. You don't need nothing exterior. Your first method of healing needs to happen with the renewing of your own mind and heart. And being able to see the loving divine energy within yourself, namaste, in another African. Because if you cared about another African, you would not give another African a rock that he should stumble. And that internal reparations also gives vision to looking at that question of who is against us. Because it's not, in this day and age, it's not always white people. That's it right. is those that subscribe to the, the oppressive state and the white, white-centered consciousness and the, and the white supremacist consciousness that has had us indoctrinated for centuries. So that so it is not always just them. It is our people. White-centered so consciousness. And realize that it is within our people in the sense of that deconstructed spirit. So that's where that internal reparations gets to take place. And that's where the healing gets to take place. That means we are damaged people in the sense of that we get to build ourselves back up again. But it starts from within. And within not only means within internal as the individual, individual, but the internal as the collective village of the African people together, standing together, healing each other. Meaning not in the space of of this of, of harsh or warranted judgment, but in the space of understanding and healing that we're all within this space and we've all been affected by what is taking place in this space. We have to understand what we have to stand. We 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 are all on the playing field. Come on. No one is above any other person as as an African because the moment you think you're up here, all it takes is one shot for you to be knocked back down to where you're Bill Cosby and just tons of people out there. Like all you gotta take is that one misstep, you'll be knocked right back the fuck down to where you are. But they only do Let that. Let Jay Z take that one real misstep oh, to, to not please them. 
And all he got to do is say something funny. Is say something funny and get white folks with that little turn in their stomach and a little sweaty on their forehead? Oh, it's a wrap. What is greatly concerned for me, has, has become a concern for me, is looking at the state of this 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 um white supremacist system, this oppressive system, and seeing how people with a voice like say a Jay-Z or Beyonce will have you can do certain little movements that seem like it's in the right frame frame of mind for social justice, oh black people getting something, and the fact that it's being allowed to happen. So it matters what is the degree and what is the behind the scenes consequence around that that it happens to be um this certain level of sharing like this is a social movement. Is it to put it in place to lull you back to sleep that something's happening for the big diabolical uproot mm-hmm. yet again, which is what honestly what Obama was for eight years, mm-hmm. was a diabolical uproot to lull you to sleep, mm-hmm. to not let you not let you realize Think that there's still destruction being happening on other borders. There are innocent kids being being killed, innocent people, brown people getting killed, being bombed, and the most of deportation happening in the U.S. happening under a brown man. That was the underhanded plan. Oh, we but they put him, they put him in the face to have him like, oh, he's cool, his president's black, that's all we needed. Tap it dancing. It's not all we needed. Just not, a black, just a, just a black man or black person in office is not just what we need. We don't need no black person in we office. We need someone to actually create results that can have the African move steps ahead in the space we get to be. And when you want to talk about human humanity, you want to talk about equity, you want to talk about the, the economic living, like actual real wages and um, actual real prosperity within this space, within ourselves, if, in, in conjunction with other cultures, because other cultures get to thrive. You got the Asian culture gets to thrive, you know, um, um, Latin American culture, Spanish culture, um, and you know Indian why they culture, do that? like all that. You everyone gets to thrive within their space because they leave shit alone. And they're, they're, no. they're not, they're not as much. There's of a, a, nope. There's economic. A, I'm sorry, I hate, I hate to disagree with you on that one, but no, I'm, I'm gonna add something to what you're saying. Sure. Asian people, East Indian people, Puerto Rican people, the uh, Mexican people, everybody who has immigrated to this country when the framework was already here. They didn't have to build it from the ground up. That's number one. They actually joined a system already in place that had already been run through the test of time, and Africans were actually the first test subjects of this new system, Mm -hmm. right? That's number one. Two, the main reason that they make it within the framework of the system is because how to win in the system is laid out for you. This is what the white structure said do. White syndicators said do one, two, three, four, five. They do those things... They prove their allegiance to the system and they lean on each other because they're not friends with the system. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. They know the deal, but mm-hmm. they play the game because right. it's about them. Right. They play for their hand. They're not playing to make friends and to lay in bed with you. Right. Well, most of them, because some of these Haitians be doing it, some of these Africans be tripping. I don't know what be going on with these folks. They right. just, these East Indians, man, they just can't wait to get them a white man. But that's their business. Let them do that. Right? But, but the point is, the majority, they have a social doing. concept. Yeah. And this is what um, the brother said a minute ago. He said, can we learn and do at the same time? Absolutely, we can learn and do. But we're going to learn and do, and we got everybody trying to be a master, everybody trying to run the show, and nobody want to take, no, nobody wants to admit, check this box. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know, and I don't even know that I don't know what I don't know. Everybody over there need to check that box, but nobody wants to check that box because they in their feelings, they want to be the boss and they want to run things. 
There's nothing. If you could trust your brother, if you saw going on namaste with your brother and sister, and they have the light, and they can actually put you in the right direction, you understand that, listen, you got a broken leg, you need to go see this doctor right here who's going to fix your leg. Your heart is broken, and your unconscious mind is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. It's dysfunctional. So you need it addressed. I don't care how many cars you own. I don't care how many properties you have. Your your subconscious mind, your subconscious African vibration is defunct. Mm-hmm. It needs attention. In order for you to get back into a space where in 60 years outside of slavery, you can create the prospects of a Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't want to be in no Tulsa, Oklahoma with these Africans up today. Mm-hmm. They mess. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? They're going to come over there. They're going to bring their foolishness right to the space. We can build at the same time, but how? Right. Because our people don't want to let their baggage go. Right. They don't want to let white center conscious matrix baggage go. Right. So I don't want to be confined in no space with that kind of dysfunction. Because right. I see it as dysfunction. It's out of balance. It doesn't stand for my eye. I got Carolyn here saying that when she was in the classroom, she had a black parents, a black parents, an American black parents, and West Indian parents saying that they want their children to have white teachers because they're going to learn more. <laughs> learn more of what? They can have black folks saying, I don't want no black doctor. Send me the white doctor. Learn more of the white center consciousness? Because, that's, guess what? Their consciousness, that is exactly mm-hmm. where we are today. Africans, all of these Africans, everywhere you go, they saying the same exact thing in their actions. You know why? I can't succeed if I don't succeed with white folks. If they ain't said I won. I can't get my come up if white folks don't give me my come up. I can't, I, you don't have no knowledge if white folks doesn't say I got no knowledge. I ain't smart and talented unless I get accolades from the white center consciousness structure. We're saying the exact same thing, we just saying it differently. My grandmother used to say that stuff about white folks, but you know what she didn't know? She didn't want them in her house. <laughs> She'd go to the white doctor out there, over there, but she didn't want them in her house. That's a sacred space right there. That's a sacred space, space. She didn't want no white people in her house. But you know why? Because she knew what white folk represented for her as growing up in 1933. Mm-hmm. From 1933 when she was born. And that's after Tulsa, Oklahoma. See, mm-hmm. this consciousness where we live, where we ignore our heritage, that we live in white center consciousness. White people whitewash history books so that they don't have to see the, the demonic behaviors that they have mm. so that they don't have to be confronted with their genetic heritage. Mm. That's why they did that. That's not, that information that's censored is not for you, African. That's for them. That's for their psyche and their consciousness. To appease that. To appease them and to make them feel, you know, because they also have a narrative of white is right and white is beautiful and white is happiness and white is American, amazing and white is all American and the boy next door as a white boy with blonde hair, blue eyes, little bob cut with his with his um his khakis and his little um golf gloves on. And polo. And polo. That's the boy next door. That's not an African. So in order for them to pad this social condition that they were creating for white folks, they introduced all of this information that totally erased the responsibility that they had to create in this landscape. And the moment you start talking about black power and Africans need their own space, now white folks got to be confronted with the fact that this shit you create don't work. It's garbage. Right. What you create, this why is Why are they junk. saying this? Why this are they yelling junk. these things? What this do you is mean, garbage. What do, and you they don't, bl- what do you mean black lives matter? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? What, where is this coming from? What are you, this is what are garbage. You, this, is, this is trash. 
I thought you were this good. This is junk. What we do we thought y'all was happy. We kept y'all with Jay-Z. Y'all got Oprah. Y'all got, you know, Orange is the New Black. Y'all got Power. Y'all got, you know, what the, what else they got? Pose. Y'all got, what, what else they got love on it, TV? We don't even watch you. Y'all got Love and Hip Hop. All this foolishness. Y'all got all this stuff. Y'all ain't like happy. Y'all got Coachella. Y'all got pop, pop, pop. This, that basketball. Y'all got... What they call it? The, the 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 fantasy basketball teams. Y'all got bad stuff. Y'all ain't happy. Y'all got Afro punk. Y'all got all this stuff in the space. Y'all ain't happy with all that oh, trash that they giving you to soothe your emotions, <laughs> so but, that you can look at this junk and think like an African because your unconscious mind is awake now and you clear, and you ain't seeing none of that foolishness, all that smoke and mirrors, mm -hmm. where they trying to feed you sugar coated shit. You see it now. You see it? Because you didn't know what you didn't know, and you didn't know you didn't know it. But guess what? Soundbites has seen Nefarah and a few others of my brothers and sisters out there is shining the light up on this here. Kaibosh. Kaibosh. We're going to Kaibosh on this bull crap. It's garbage. It's junk. It's smoke and mirrors, and it doesn't work for your African consciousness, mm -hmm. and it's not going to work for your children. And it's going to put you in a very bad situation very that's bad. not going to be helpful for us in the next 50 to 60 years. Because in 60 years, we can make major strides if we understand that we don't need a space where white folks, as nice as they may, some of them real nice and real sweet. But I'm Ooh, not talking about man-on-man -man white people. I'm talking about systemic white conscious structure. If you don't understand white supremacy and how it works, everything you think you know will confuse you. Giving honor to Neely Fuller for this piece of music, the United Compensatory Code System. Get the book. So, so brother, if Ufanifu, excuse me, if you ask what is the solution, first off, we got to acknowledge that there's a problem. Check like, the box. You got to check the box. What is the problem? I think that's where we need to get to first. Because as a people, we're not even acknowledging what the problem actually is. Because we're too busy trying to assess the, the solution within the white center consciousness of the oppressor. You can't assess a solution for African people from an oppressive answer. There's no solution there. The only solution is, is like you say, supporting subordinate posture. That's all Stay within you your lane. To. Stay within your lane, and everything all will be well. Your 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 city might not get bombed. Your 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 home might not get pillaged movement. and destroyed. Bond move movement was that the 70s? 85, 85. 1985. The move movement was another black community that was bombed. Like, you dropping bombs on people in America? Bombs. Talking about American being great? Where they do this at? This isn't, this isn't another country. You actually have to this drop a bomb on some quote 11 unquote, people? Third world. And children? Military arms. Oh, because black lives don't matter. These are What's communities. What's the solution? These are There's not one solution. You have to check the box where you have to understand that your consciousness is lying to you. It's deceiving you. Mm -hmm. You don't have access to the right kind of decisions mm -hmm. and the right kind of consciousness to create experiences outside of this box that you've been given. And then you got to fall into other Africans that's willing to stand there with you. And then you need to understand that you got two threads happening. You have the matrix and you need to know how to read the code so that you know exactly how to maneuver in the matrix with yourself as an outside entity from what's happening in the matrix. But so many of us don't want to unplug from the Matrix because our identity and self-worth is tied to it. It's been created through the Matrix. Oh, I got my doctor degree. Our lens is if fulfilled. I, if I go into the, if I come out the Matrix and I don't have no accolades, now I got to live with integrity and be my rhetoric. Yeah. Our identity is fulfilled. Now you got to be loved. Fulfilled through the Matrix. As it, as it our says. identity is connected to that. 
So we don't want to let that go. All that we have ever known. I'm telling you, I told you guys, when I came out of the Matrix, it was a violent experience. And I didn't medicate myself. I didn't alcohol myself. I didn't lay up under no man. I didn't run out there trying to get me all the dicks that I could find. That's not how I decided to uproot myself and unplug. But it was a very violent experience of letting go all that garbage. And you know something? I wanted to do it all at once. Because when you try to piecemeal it, that thing, it oozes. So just cut it off and it'll eventually it will heal. So that's what I decided to do. That was my way. The soil will not heal you. It's time to uproot, get up out the ground, and walk and find new pasture, create new, create new ground somewhere. I mean, that's maybe that's go back home. This ain't the only place to be, though. Go back home. This place is dissolving. The immorality in this place, the way that they're raising our children now, it's dangerous to be out here in this space. Trash. It's dangerous. It's not even like, and we could probably rock out. It'd probably be all right, a little bit, something, something. But these white folks are in such a bad space right now that they're keeping black folks in a pressure cooker. And black people are going to be too short-sighted and they're going to mess around and react to this thing, and it's going to be a problem. I'm telling you. And that's why it's important to really like no history. Smell and beat and break this down because otherwise it's gonna bubble up and it's gonna explode in a way that will not create the will not be helpful. Result. It's gonna be bad, it bad. It's gonna be bad for that we need. So they got people out here saying get guns to, and let's start doing it. Like start it's, airing it's, out. That ain't gonna work neither. That ain't gonna help neither. Because then you t- then you talking about war. Yes, we're at well, war. Who you shooting? Sense. Right. You shooting one man what on man combat. You shooting white folk redneck dumbasses running around here being corner store Caroline. She's an idiot. She's a victim of the system, too. She's a retard. You need to treat her like she's sick. You need to treat her like she's crazy. Like I treat Africans who be carrying on, too. Like they out of their minds. Because they are sick. Hurt people hurt people. She's a victim of the system, too. I ain't got a whole lot of compassion, but I'm not going to take her life unless she coming for mine or for mine. There's no win in the war without a strategy. There's no reason you're going to run out here and just start shooting on people, bucking off on people. These people don't make the system. You got to understand. They are also footmen. Mm. Like, but that's short-sighted and reactionary. It's an emotional charge. And now you're running around here with the stimulation. Oh, let's do this, let's do this. Now you got a bunch of people out here buying up properties and buying up this and creating these false sense of consciousness within themselves. Have you ever seen an arrogant black uh, a man with the suit on and walking with his white woman. Have you ever seen such a thing? It's disgusting. And he think he's arrived. See, but guess what? No love for his people. No support for his people in his community. Yeah, he talking like he arrived. Because ain't no love and all that bull crap y'all talking out there that black power. Because black folks ain't going to never do. No, black folks can definitely do it. 1865 to 1921, without a white hand involved, we did it. We created 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters, six private planes, a hospital, bank, post office, schools, libraries, law offices, and a bus system. And that was only one city, Tulsa, Oklahoma. There were hundreds of cities just like that one all across this country. The issue is we are taking a subordinate posture. If we can get rid of that subordinate posture, things will be different for us. If we will love one another and love ourselves enough to push forward, things will be different. And take up the consciousness and the mantle when you start letting it, let the light in on these white folks. They don't have the right to treat you no way and talk to you no kind of way. You better have expectations. Excuse me. I beg your pardon? 
Don't have me. I don't flip out at all because it's not necessary. We at a different place right now in the space for our development. Excuse me? I beg your pardon? Is there, is there something I can help you with? Because you seem a little agitated. Mm-hmm. I beg your pardon? Are we okay? Is everything all right? Because, see, that's me. Are we okay? Is everything all right? Because you take a tone with me, I got to check in with you. Because I know you ain't talking to me, miss. Like, right? But I'm not going to get into all of this. Because I don't have to. I got to check in with Sue. I don't care if she's a VP or such and such or whatever the hell. I could care less. Miss, are you all right? Because the first thing they want to try to do is make it seem like something wrong with you. You need to calm down. I'm calm. I want you to see the light on you. I want you to see the light on how you're talking to me because you got no right to talk to me. Miss, are you okay? Is everything all right? Because you seem a little agitated. That's the first thing out of my mouth. Real quick. And they switch that up just that fast. All of a sudden they find, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Have a seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But it made my life. Because <laughs> we in the Matrix. So be able to read the code. All right, spazzing out and losing it and flipping out and have we didn't even get to talk about the damn police beating up the kids and and, and right. J Street, we but we gonna we and uh, we are overtime, so we gonna get back to that next week. Police beating up these youth. Cause it's probably gonna happen again. And that's, that's sad. How, which is sad that that's a feeling in reality. Our reality. But, and um, now we out here in these mean streets, and our kids are at risk in the hands of who the hell knows. And these police officers, just because they have badges does not give them any authority because they have not earned any integrity or authority. So I think next week we're going to talk specifically give, around give thanks that. Give thanks to our brother uh, Larry Hamm for coming in. Bless his brother Larry Hamm. Thank you for coming in for sharing the video. Please, um, and, and, and always bringing energy. Shout out to Pop, People's Organization for Progress Ashe. out in New York doing give the damn thanks. thing. Um, out here in the, Newark, the raising the culture, raising the vibration. Raising the vibration for Standing for the people. family. Standing for the family as always. So thank you for sharing. Um, thank you, brother uh, Ufanifu, for, for joining us. Uh, Sister Carol for joining us on the check-in. Um, thank you for everybody that was doing this. Sister Sequoia Bay, peace and blessings. Thank you so much for coming Sister in. Sister Ajwa for sharing. We thank you. Appreciate Shay, you. Thank you, Sister Carol. Um, yes, yeah, so so we're, we're going to get up out here. We want to stay consistent with our time. I mean, we're a little over, but we want to stay have a consistent narrative each week. So join us next week. We're going to continue the conversation around police brutality because it's a continuing conversation of police brutality. Um we thank y'all. This is Soundbites International Radio. Um, my black consciousness claim one word is the aim. I walk the face of the earth with a boldness, which makes people ask, who sent you? I tell them I am. They tell me, that's a cute affirmation, but it's not an answer. I reply, listen again. My affirmation is your answer. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. In the hi-hat, hey, turn the reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn up, million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of some chocolate mofo, yo. Anytime I'm on GoPro, never go high home growth. Let the spots with a coke so low. Cause this is what foul
ground so flow. So I pissed it fast, pitch it slow. To the cows call home, bro. It didn't make sense. I was told as a child I wouldn't be shit. Revenge on my mind, start flipping the script. They fed me lies, started puking that shit. They treated me different, I embraced that shit. You know the ones that be closest to you to be the family ties. Sacred bonds, seeing plenty murder, dirty, dirty service, little cuz cock up with a dirty burner. But bet I believed in me a thousand percent. Bet I achieved what I was sitting here to get. And I couldn't resist. Killing these niggas with their toxinness without a pop of piss over Told myself I couldn't rock with this Hanging with goofies, couldn't get rich True blood suckers, couldn't see bliss Couldn't see shit, Chris Cold face Nigga, nigga, they're wrong I ain't regurgitating, percolating Singing the same song I'm blessed all day long I'm lame all day long Having a form of godliness But denying the power of Fuck nigga, I am Some people might say I'm washed Well, they're absolutely right I am washed as in washed, cleansed, and purified of the nonsense they tried to attest to my context. I am resilient. I am more than a survivor. I am a thriver. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more than the loveless. I love me more than the loveless. Turn, turn. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I Surprised that I ain't lost my mind. Had to take setbacks and learn to accept setbacks. That those I gave jetpacks that no planes don't fly. Now I'm in no space, so wasting my time. Focus my goals into shift paradigms. My get up and go to keep my folks from dying. So I'm in the road with a goal that's refined. Yeah, body with a mean vision. Reflected from every angle through a clean prism. Dark matter reflecting intact, the color was gray. When I lost my mother, found peace inside my queen. And I leaned in on my brothers. Yeah, thoughts were shaping up the grand scheme. I done wrestled to the mat, all my damn demons. In a matter of time, became a champion. Now my everyday marches to do the damn thing. So my aim's a pack out of the arena. Inspire the future leaders with every line of the levers. The guards and our believers do what they can't conceive us. Love what we do and leave us. Brick, they never see us. Woo! God damn, I'm feeling good, mother. Fuck what they say. I'm doing what they never would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a grasp on your life, yeah. Pay many sacrificial prices. Brody, I'm done playing nice, yeah. They go to recognize who the nice is. From the north to the southeast. Kicking a deserving lane, share about seats. I'm aligned with it, man. You cannot be. Say anything I want, yeah. Turn up. Man, I ain't talking in terms of I wish, I want to, or even I will anymore. Only things I proclaim my I do, I have, and I am. I do as my ancestors instruct. I have all I need to affect change, and I am a living magnification of God. This the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more than the loveless. I love me more than the loveless. Turn up, turn up. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I am.